Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where we are on a mission, a passion. It's what comes through our blood <laughs> to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. So thank you for being back with us for another episode. This is our mini-sode. So we, what we do is 10 minutes or less, we give you a nice shot of espresso of some important lesson when it comes to investing, business, or, or self-care. So one of those three pillars. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with Rent to Retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, They've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Today, what I have for you, today's my turn, right, Andres? It's my That's turn. That's right, your turn. <laughs> Take turns. We're very polite now. Um, we, you know, what I'm going to be talking about today, and we, we hear a lot about this in our um in our community, we hear a lot about this on our, our masterminds through our membership and a lot of conversations around evaluating um, syndication deals. So as, as, a, as, as someone who's involved in these type of projects, I put together kind of a quick list. Uh, I don't know if it's quick necessarily. I don't know if this is a five minute process, but it's certainly um, a, a very focused process for you to vet the sponsor and vet the deal, which is, which is the two areas I'm gonna go through here. So when evaluating the sponsor, let's talk about that first, because I think that's the most important part if I have to weigh um, evaluating the, the deal itself or evaluating the sponsor. If I have to go head to head with those two things, um, the team to me is always more important than the deal. Now, I, I don't suggest you ever get into a project 
or a deal that's not, doesn't make sense, right? That just doesn't make any sense. And I would never encourage you to do that. But if you're going to head to head, um, the people always come, in my opinion, before the deal, because that is who is running it. That is who is making the decisions every day that can make or break um, a lukewarm deal or, or an amazing deal. So let's go through that. I have five suggestions when it comes to evaluating the sponsor. Number one, track record. We hear a lot about that track record, track record, track record. When I say track record, I mean track record of the actual team because syndications typically are a team uh, business. It just, it, they just are. Uh, very rarely is it one GP running the entire 200 unit apartment complex literally by themselves. Um, I don't know any syndicators like that, to be perfectly honest. I know some that run very lean, but they usually have one or two people. It's usually a couple. In most cases, it's a lot more than two people. So you always want to get a sense of the track record of the team, meaning have they brought uh, projects full cycle? I mean, they could have bought a lot of apartment complexes. That's not what I'm talking about because we could all buy a lot of properties. That's really not track record to me. Track record is like proven results. What have they done and what results have they gotten? That in essence is a track record. That could be on a single family home for if you're vetting someone who you know you want to partner with on a single family home. But for this, you want to see a track record when it comes to apartment complexes because that's the focus here. That's the niche. So that's very important. Again, as a team, and and you know, and quite honestly, do they have a team? What does their team look like? There's usually a face of these co companies, and then there's other people behind the scenes. You want to know the bios of everyone that's involved on the GP side, in my opinion. And who are they? How long they've been doing this? What do they bring to the table? Those sort of things. Um, you know, the full cycle was the other part. Is have they brought projects to full cycle, and what have been those returns for investors, and what happened? Um, you know, and, and that's important. Number three is what is their communication plan? What is their investor relations, you know, plan, if you will? If you said to someone, hey, how do you, you know, what is your, what is your um, investor relations plan or how do you communicate to your investors? And they say, yeah, we, we do. And, you know, we send out, occasion, you know, we send out emails and we pay our investors. Oh, that to me is not a great answer, right? That's kind of like, Obviously, <laughs> obviously you do so. those things. I hope so. But you know, it, I, I always, I always like to hear specifics, right? We we send out monthly communications. We send out quarterly texts. We do yearly meetings. Um, you know, you, you're constantly hearing what do you do for your investors to communicate to them about the projects. Not just send me money. That's really great and that's important. But what is happening in the project, especially if it's a huge value add deal, chances are in that first year they may not be getting a, a, you know their preferred return or the distribution yet. So chances are, I want to you know you want to hear what is their communication plan, and that they have one quite honestly, um, and that it includes both. Uh, you know, in something in writing, video, uh, do they ever have open houses? Can, can, you know, all those sort of things. Like, what are they doing to communicate? Um, number four, speak to references is the fourth thing when you're, when you're kind of evaluating sponsors. Now, obviously, they're going to give you people who are limited partners that they've worked with well and that like them, right? No one's going to give you, you limited partners and people that have worked with them that, you know, are, are, are you know, they think negatively of but you want to get them regardless because typically people are going to be honest with you. They are, they are, you know, if they've invested with this company, they're going to be honest with you too, right? They're not going to be like, you know, going to tell you one thing and it's actually a reality. So I'm always a big fan of getting references regardless because you can ask them questions that 
you're hearing the answers you want to hear or not hear, and they can kind of give you whether they know, you know, whether they know the exact answers you want to hear, that's not really important, but you want to really ask them some really important questions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And they, most investors, because they tend to be pretty honest people and they're talking to someone who's a potential investor will be honest with you. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I would like to hear, you know, three at least would be my, would be my suggestion there. And the last part, and this is not in order of importance, but character. You really want to get, you want to listen for, I wouldn't say to someone, Hey, tell me about your character. That's random and odd, but you, you want to evaluate their character by these things, right? Their track record, what the references are saying, what their, what their communication plan is like that to me shows character that shows who these people are. What do they value as a syndicator? Obviously they, they value making money. If they're a for-profit, that's, that's, doesn't even have to be talked about. What I mean, though, is what are they valuing beyond that? And that's really, really, really important when you're vetting a sponsor. So let's get to vetting the deal. So those are some things when you're actually vetting the sponsor. Vetting the deal, you know, obviously, you know, having some knowledge and experience in that asset class. So they are syndicating, uh, you know, self-storage, syndicating multifamily. You can syndicate a lot of different things. Um, You want to know, you know, you want to, you personally want to know some, have some knowledge um, and experience in that asset class. Now, will you necessarily have this amazing experience of, a, of, of buying 200 unit apartment complexes? Probably not. If you're a limited partner and you're vetting them to pass the invest, of course, you're not gonna have the same amount of knowledge, but it is helpful to have some or- orientation around the lingo that is used, right? You know, NOI, you should know that it's net operating income, right? That's, that's an important term you should know. And I'm not saying you need to know every term and explain it as you're teaching it, but you need to have some basic, basic knowledge. So that's number one. Number two, um, betting the deal, uh, review their business plan. Do they have a business plan? Uh, anytime you're working with a team and they don't have a business plan or it's, oh, we're going to raise rents and increase net operating income, NOI. Obviously, again, that's, that's, that's pretty obvious they're going to do that. So revenue goes up and then they, they can you know, continue that. But you want specifics. What is your business plan? Timeline, what, you know, do they have specifics around their business plan? I don't know how many times I've heard people talk about their business plan and they say the same thing that's general, that's basic, and it's not specific. So you want to know that um, whether you understand everything in the business plan, you want to know they have a very specific business plan that makes sense to you as somebody on the, on the outside. Number two. Number three, I have one more, is make sure they conservatively underwrite the deal. You know, uh, you really, really want to make sure, you want to see how they've been able to conservatively underwrite so they're not overpaying, especially in the market that we're in. A lot of people are, 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 are just making ludicrous offers and buying properties at prices that just don't make sense for a lot of people. We got outbid recently for a project that just literally was 40% more than we offered. It just didn't make sense for us. And and then the person who got accepted was literally 40% more than we offered. So to me, if I was someone vetting that that person, I really wanted to know, have they considerably underwrited the deal? Or what's their business plan that makes this so amazing? You really want to make sure they've done that. And also that they, they, you want to know their process around that. Last thing I'd say um, is obviously they have a good handle on the market that the project is in, you know, and, and meaning that they, again, have they really studied the market? Do they know what's happening in the market? Um, you know, did, did they just put a slide up and say, here's some employers? Anyone can do that with a Google search in about five minutes. I can tell you major employers in an area. Yeah, they should have done that. that that's that's kind of like 101. 
but if they've studied it in the sense of what's happening, what's going on, supply, demand, there's a lot of pieces that go into these types of projects. And it's not just like, hey, there's jobs there. Awesome. Like they really, you want to know, it shouldn't be one slide. It should be a lot of slides. Because to me, the, you, you can only participate in the market. You can't create the market. You can make an amazing, you can make a, you know, a, a really poor, pro, poor property amazing in a really bad market and you've gone nowhere. So to me, again, if we're evaluating priorities, make sure they know the market, they studied the market. And obviously the business plan is all about the building, the property, all those sort of things. So if you get those pieces in place and you've evaluated it, and then that team is the last, is the most important part is how, do you trust? And, and, and yes, there's agreements, but are these people, people you want to lend your money to, you know, uh, do you, you know, in terms of character and values and just people that um, would go to bat for you. So that's what I have for today. And I went that, over a little bit, sorry. No, no worries. That's, that's awesome. I think that at the end of the day, as a passive investor, you don't want to waste your time, right? So you don't have vetting criteria. You're going to be wasting your time for hours and hours, even more than, than that. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't ask that question about you. I thought you did have experience in the syndication, but you, you, you don't. So I just wasted hours evaluating the, a deal, but this is very important. So if you create like filters, right? Use what Liz said and create, okay, if it, if it passes here, then I'm going to look at the next phase. If it passes, then I'm going to look at the other phase. But do, just don't jump into the numbers itself without really understanding uh, the market and the, the sponsor. Uh, to me, as Liz said, like this is like, the, the if those don't pass, I don't care how it looks like. The market and especially the sponsor, I don't really care. If we don't click and the values are not aligned, uh, the returns might be looking pretty good on paper, but it's just not a good fit. I love that. And that's a really good lesson on just for everything, right? Do you have criteria for anything, let alone just, just you know, evaluating a sponsor? Yeah. And, and criteria help, helps you see black and white, which I know on just is amazing at naturally. But for me, who's not a black and white person, having criteria makes it so much easier, right? Because it's not yeah. like this gut feel. No, it's like, does this pass the kind of litmus test of what works for you? So I, I love that. And it, again, ladies, use that for a lot of your, your kind of areas of your real estate investing businesses. What is your criteria? And if you don't have it and it's not written down, it's going to feel vague and it's going to feel like, well, anything could work. You know, they, they seem like good people. Yeah, they've been doing this for a long time. Okay, well, if that's how you feel, <laughs> you're, you're giving your, you're lending your money to them. I, I would definitely do a little more due diligence than that. So, with that, thank you so much for being on with us. And uh, you know, and if you if you have any um, ideas for minisodes, send them to podcast at therealestateinvestor.com. We want to serve you. We want to help you, and we appreciate you being on this journey with us. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews. Go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us.
Ciao.